The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com I'm a multifaceted boss. I'm a creator boss. I am a live video boss. I'm a karate boss. I am a blog boss. I am a business boss. Education boss. I am a diverse academic boss babe. She's evolving. She's determined. She's a boss. And And this this is She's in a Pod. Yeah, hey guys. Hey everyone, thanks for joining. Um, so we're she's in a pod, and and we decided today to just do a topic that we feel is quite relevant, especially now when a lot of us are, you know, kind of starting side hustles and businesses, and a lot of people are excelling, let's be real. A lot of people are excelling in their different um areas of life. So we thought, you know, let's kind of continue a topic that we discussed before on the podcast about support about friendship, about that entitlement that, you know, some of us feel when our friends seem to be doing well, but, you know, do we do we need that support from them? Should we feel offended if they don't support us? So, yeah, we'll talk about it today. Um, and this is being recorded as well because we're going to post it on our podcast. Um, so, yeah, please, if you want to talk, just raise your hands. We'll let you on the stage um, and then you can kind of chime in. Um, so I guess from the title, the first question um, Wait, hold on, I, hold on. Mm. Can we introduce ourselves? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sade, <laughs> I'm disappointed. Wow. I'm actually disappointed in myself. Do you know what? I'm just going to this clubhouse. So I'm not, I'm not like in studio mode. But yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. Okay, so my name is Shade. I am one of three of She's in a Pod. Over to you, ladies. Hi, guys. I'm an occupational therapist working in healthcare. Um, and yeah, I'm all for all things women empowerment. Hey guys, can you guys hear me? Yeah? <laughs> I'm so scared right now, guys. We Bianca, can, yeah. Um, one of three of she's in a pod. Again, if I cut out during this this conversation, you guys know what it is, and I'm in Ghana. So it's I just got home and it's been a madness. So, but yeah, I'm one of three of she's in the pod, and um, yeah, I'm excited for this. To be an actual episode and to have you guys involved in the convo. So if you guys do know any people that um 
would want to be involved in the conversation, um, definitely ping them into the room um, so that they can be, you know, participate as well because we really want it to be just a, yeah, like a, a, a full-on cooperation here. So, yeah, over to you, Shade. Cool. Um, okay, so for those that just joined, we're talking about all things support. Um, we are She's No Pod, a female empowerment podcast. Um, and, yeah, so today we're going to talk about support from friends um, and whether or not we feel like our friends should support us and should we feel offended if they don't. So I guess the first question then is, do you feel like your friends have to support your business? Do you feel like it, it's a requirement for your friends to support you? So you start a business, um, you started a venture. Do you feel like your friends need to support you? Um, if you want to come on stage, please just raise your hand and feel free to join us. Yeah, Jen, go on, because I heard you were going to say something. Um, I feel like, yes, friends should support your business no matter what. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, they can't tell you the truth in terms of how you can improve and things like that. But I feel like if I'm going to be friends with you, I would like to support whatever you're getting involved in, whatever business that you have, because that's what friends are for. Um so yeah, I think I think definitely friends should support. I think just be honest if you feel like there's areas of improvement. Um, I don't mind being critiqued. Um, obviously, it's the way you say it as well. But um, I have, I, yeah, I have no problem supporting friends, and I would hope that my friends would support me as well. So you guys know I'm already going to come and play devil's advocate <laughs> because I don't, I don't think so. I feel like, I feel like friends are not obligated let's it depends on what support is so let's define support first because for me support can come in very like all shapes and sizes and for me if someone supports my business um one thing I I've said it over I've said over and over again is that my friends and family are not my target audience so if I'm starting a business I don't expect you to actually pay unless it's something that I know you would really invest in. Like, I'm not going to expect you to actually fork out your money to pay for something. But there are going to be other ways that you are supporting me to help me function in being an entrepreneur or being a project manager or whatever it is. So for me, I have friends who, for example, might be there to hear me vent about my business. Like, So they're there emotionally. There's some friends who are there to give quality time. So, for example, if you're, let's say, an events planner, um, one of your friends may actually come and help you like set up when you're doing your events or your wedding panel. They may actually give their actual physical time and contribute manual labor to it. But I think when it comes to like financially investing or, you know, um, wanting certain services from, from you, I just don't feel like we should be so entitled to think that all of our family and friends are like, if that's what you think, you're going to be let down a hundred percent because you have to, like as as you as you start your business anyways, you need to focus on who your target audience is. And for me, if you think that your family and friends are a part of that target audience, unless they really are, and that's what they like, if you automatically think that, you're going to be let down 100%. And it shows me that you haven't done the proper work to actually find out who your target audience is. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, but you've just, you've just described like different ways of supporting. So imagine like, you know, you've got a business and your friends might not necessarily be the target audience. Imagine like if they didn't support you at all. Imagine they didn't say anything when you posted, didn't retweet it, nothing to you. Wouldn't you feel a type of way? Do you know what? I feel like uh, 
I don't know why people have become so enticed with social media. Now, I'm not saying that, because it doesn't cost anything something on your stories. So for me, I get that side. It's like a double-sided coin because I understand that there's the one side is it doesn't hurt to do that. But the other side is, you know, I do have some friends who don't really, I'm not really on social media that much. They might come on social media like once, maybe once a week or if that. So I think it depends on the person, what I expect from. And I think that's where expectations have to be um, have to be communicated in every sort of any kind of relationship because if I know you're someone that doesn't has social media but they don't use it a lot I'm not going to get upset if I don't see you repost something whereas if I see someone who is on social media every minute of the day and they're reposting and, and commenting on this and that yeah I kind of would expect you to, to do it so I just think it depends on the nature of the person and the nature of the relationship if that makes sense yeah so I'd have to agree as well um, and it really comes down to knowing your friends I think you know if you have a friend that is on social media then I would expect that friend to support me through social media because they use it and if you notice people that say oh you know but I'm not really um I I don't really expect my friends to support my social media they can support me in other ways well you'll notice that these same friends are reposting other people's things on social media so is is it a case that it's easier for them to support strangers it's easier for them to repost strangers stuff than your own that's the question that I I would like us to dissect because I feel like sometimes it is maybe people do find it easier to support strangers than their own friends because they don't like the fact that maybe their friend can do better than them what do you guys think about that I don't know I feel like a part of it is you know we are very familiar with our friends our families our loved ones our acquaintances so it sounds crazy to say, but a lot of people, when their their loved ones start businesses or start their entrepreneurship journey, I think there's something in there's a little bit of I feel like this isn't this is in a bit of a little bit in everyone where there's just a part of them that doesn't really think so forward to think oh my god this person's gonna blow up like we don't think that forward until it actually happens yeah. and I think that there's a portion of people unfortunately that base how much they support someone based on how well they're doing. And obviously for me, those people are your friends. So to me, that's not even a, that shouldn't even be a part of the discussion because if that's what you're doing, you only support me when, you know, I get accolades from other people, other people that you respect or other corporations or brands that you respect, then that's not a friendship. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's a conversation that definitely needs to be had, but I just don't consider it as a part of, you know, the friend supporting thing because for me if that's what you're doing you're not my friend you're not my friend do you know what I mean so um but I think also a lot of us um get really upset before we um before we we have that conversation with with our loved ones or friends I feel like for me I have definitely become more precise and clear with how I communicate with my loved ones and if there's something that's upset me I think a lot of times we let things stew like we let things really boil boil up to the point where it's just it's just too late and you're just pissed. yeah definitely so, that's before, for sure yeah so I just feel like if there's something that upsets you as much as you feel like you have a reason to be upset and you shouldn't have to say anything that's just not how life goes so if you find yourself in that position where you are upset because someone hasn't met your expectations in supporting you then say something simple that's my yeah that's me yeah, I have to agree. I I do that as well. And I have actually had some very 
awkward conversations with friends um, about support because I just feel like if I don't tell someone that I feel a type of way because then I'm not really seeing their support, I'm going to keep thinking about it. And rather than letting that grow and me getting angry within myself, why not just speak to them? That's what friends are for. And I feel like if you can't be honest with your friends, who will you be honest with? And I'd expect the same from my friends as well. If they feel like I'm not supporting their business, have the conversation with me. And a lot of the time, surprisingly, when I've actually had the conversation, they genuinely have valid reasons for it. It could have been yeah. oversight. Yeah. It could have been a case where they felt like they were supporting maybe in their own way, but I wasn't seeing what they do. It could have been, been a case where they're promoting my business or my side hustle through word of mouth, but I'm not seeing that because I'm not with them 24-7. So I think, you know, it's, it's important for us to have that conversation with our friends rather than just assuming that, okay, they're not supporting me. Let me drop them. Let me cancel them. Especially this whole cancel culture that this generation has has decided to <laughs> decided to create. Um, mm. But yeah, so I think I think having that conversation is extremely extremely important. Um, yeah. So I mean, okay. So in terms of um, so we've spoken about you know support through social media, all of that. But what about purchasing what about if we had a business and you know we wanted um hey we'll make our friends hey girl hi guys sorry just joined in <laughs> it's all right feel free to chime in um so in terms of supporting through actually purchasing um you know whatever a product for example would you expect your friends to do that so uh, they, they, they they repost they do all of that but they haven't bought anything they haven't tangibly actually given to towards your business how would you guys feel me personally like anything my friends have done, she's cutting out well, we're losing you a bit we're and losing I don't you a bit so start, start again start again we're losing you a bit um, sorry, I said personally for me, whenever I've got friends who are offering a service, a paid service or a paid product, I have no two ways in purchasing. Um, like the money attachments or how much it costs doesn't come up in my head. At the end of the day, that's what they're offering and that's what I'm going to pay for. Um, like I don't expect them to give me preferential treatment. I don't expect them to give me discounts. Um, I mean, it would be nice. But like, yeah, I don't have any two ways in terms of spending that money because I know it's to support them and their business. Okay, but question for me, what if what they are, you know, the service that they're giving isn't for you? Like, I mean, I know some people who, for example, would buy something from a friend and then give it to someone or like, you know, buy a service and say, oh, I'm going to sponsor someone, you know, like supporting that way. But what if it's just not for you? Like, do you do you feel like you have to buy from them? You have to invest your your coins into that business? Um, in that regard, you're not obliged to. If it's definitely not for you, if the service is just not for you, then fair enough. I mean, you know, you don't have to spend. Um, I think it's about it's a case by case basis. I mean, there is the option. Like for me personally, if I was going to buy a product or service and it's just not for me, I would still buy it. But then I would be like, well. I've got siblings. Maybe my siblings could make use of it or I know somebody else who could make use of it. So I would still purchase it. But like, I don't think it's like a requirement for you to spend your money where the products and service isn't just for you. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. 
Um, but yeah, it shouldn't 100%. be taken as the hard. It shouldn't be taken as oh, like oh, this person's not supporting me. They could support in another way if that product or service is not for them. Yeah. And and it, it just goes like back to what I was saying, just reiterating what I was saying. If someone is so hung up on their family and friends and loved ones buying from them, then for me, you I don't feel like you've done the work to really figure out who your target audience really is for your business. Because if you had, you'd be working your butt off to try and and get, you know, sell to them and convert them into purchasing and giving their money in exchange for your service. Um of course, out of all your friends and family, there will probably be a few that will need your, your product or service at some point. But I just don't think it's a given and it shouldn't be expected. That's my personal opinion. Hey, Prinny. Hey, guys. I hope everyone's doing well. I think this is such an interesting um, topic and it's something that I've kind of battled with for a while. I don't know if my view is quite controversial. So someone cut me off if you don't agree. But oh, no, I it's like, that, no. <laughs> I, I tend to find that because I have like um, a business, I have a lot of passion projects and I've been through this whole like really upset my friends aren't supporting me. Again, I agree with Bianca's point in terms of we have to define what support is and what that looks like to us and looks like to our friends. But I also feel like my friends that have businesses and have side hustles and passion projects understand it and they are the ones that probably support me more than the people that don't because maybe they don't really see what the value is in that support, whether it's purchasing or resharing or reposting. Um, and they only understand it once they maybe start a business and they're like, oh crap, things were great on launch day, but now it's like crickets, you know, and you kind of want your friends to support you and keep pushing you out there. But yeah, that's it's true. difficult. No, it definitely is. Um, like I, I can say for me in terms of the podcast that we do, she's in a pod. Um, most of the support that we receive are not from my friends. I'm not saying my friends don't support me, but most of most of the people that actually interact that say, yes, I listened to your episode, I really loved this, they're actually not my friends. Yeah, I relate to <laughs> so, that. Literally yeah. complete strangers. Literally. And I, I really do feel like it's a thing where people find it easier to support strangers than their friends. I really believe that wholeheartedly. Because I think a lot of us struggle with dealing with the fact that someone we know, you know, we started at the same level um, and and I think some of us might find it hard to accept a friend doing better than us. So therefore, it's easier to support someone we don't know because, I mean, doesn't their success doesn't affect me anyway. Um, but I, I just feel like we should have the mindset that if we win, our friends win. And isn't it better if we're all at the top rather than just, me or just you you know isn't it better if we all win I don't know what you guys think about that yeah um so when we when the topic comes up about like um the shift in friendships when it comes to positioning like you know where you are when it comes to how much you earn or what job you have or your career how your career is progressing or not progressing I always think about um I was always thinking, I always think about um, Insecure. I always go back to that because that show, the latest season of it, like really just depicted how people really struggle. Like even grown adults struggle to adjust to shifts in friendships. And if like no one watches Insecure in here or you're not familiar with it, that, you know, the last season was basically just two characters, two best friends. And one of the friends was just always struggling in her career and 
it, she was just always the one that was borrowing money and the other one was a lawyer and she had nice cars and stuff like that. But then the one that was always struggling, she kind of started to, you know, come up. She was hosting amazing events. She was meeting great people. She was making new friends even. And um, you saw the struggle in the other the other friend and how, um, they, yeah, they just really struggled to adjust to the other friend not being so dependent on them anymore. Um, and so I always think about that season of Insecure because I feel like it really does relate to everyday relationships and friendships. Um, so I, like my question is to anyone who's on, on the stage, have you been in a circumstance like that where even if you're the person, let's, let's be real, like you could have been the person that struggled with the shift in friendships where you just felt like that person was always going to be like, always going to struggle, um, always just going to be where they were and they started to make moves or even vice versa where you felt like people around you were becoming uncomfortable with you hitting goals and hitting targets and you were starting to see a shift in their behavior or attitude. Um, I mean, I've definitely had conversations with um, my friends. I have quite a close friendship group of girls um, about just how things change. So we've all gone to the same secondary school, same sixth form, same, not same university, but that's kind of when we started to go our different ways. And that being said as well, we're all in different career paths too. So we've definitely had discussions about, you know, not jealousy, but almost like en like envying um, each other's success or like, oh, this person's doing better, this person's earning more. Oh, I'm still doing retail. Not that there's anything wrong with retail, but, you know, being at different levels. And I've always said, and I've always maintained that being envious of some someone, that's a natural feeling. Um, we're all human beings, but it's it's how you, it's what you do with that envy. Do you use that to push yourself or do you use that to kind of be bitter and maybe purposely not support or purposely act a certain way? So I've definitely felt that way amongst my friendship group in different stages where maybe I felt like, oh, I'm lagging behind. Everyone is seems to be doing well. Obviously, not everyone might tell you the full story, but um Again, I've always tried to maintain that, you know, this is natural, my time will come, but I'm also aware that it's it's not a feeling that I can automatically kind of stop or dismiss, like it'll come from time to time. Um, and I think it's very difficult, especially when you're in a friendship group where everyone's kind of doing well. Um, so it's almost like yeah. you're competing with one another but not saying anything at the same time a hundred a hundred i get it yeah <laughs> yeah I get it. um hey whitney 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 i don't know is she here is she present i don't know if she is but she's on she stage. hey guys sorry hi. i am hi 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 hey. um i was like i was saying to the girls oh, like i was saying to myself like that on the way home i was like i hope whitney can make even a segment of it because you have so, you're just so intelligent and you have so much to contribute towards like any sort of conversation so Oh, girl, um, you're going to make my head big. <laughs> but no, really, um, do you have anything to like, contribute towards where we are right now in the conversation regarding, you know, um, you know, the competitiveness in friendships or, you know, the lack of support because of envy or bitterness, et cetera? Um, I think, to be fair, I still want to kind of listen to the conversation and see how it's going before... I kind of, before I'm able to gather my thoughts, but on the initial, um, hold on, I think my internet's acting up. Um, 
Oh, hello. Is she there? Can you guys hear me? Sorry. Yeah, we are here. Okay, yeah. So my initial perspective would be that, um, as Jennifer said, basically, it's always going to be a situation where you will be um, in a position where you may feel like you want what somebody else has or you feel either inspired or like motivated in whatever way to, um, I guess, try and um, accomplish your goals in the way that somebody else is doing so in their life. Um, But I think the difference um, between someone who can use that to motivate them, someone who uses that as an opportunity to kind of like um, not destroy, but kind of... um, uh what's the word yeah basically like uses it to um oh my god my mind's gone blank and basically becomes a weakness in the friendship um I think is emotional intelligence and how you're able to kind of separate yourself from other people and not create that attachment or that codependency where you feel that um everything somebody else is doing has everything to do with you and is a reflection of you and your life um, I think that's all I can kind of say for now. Thanks, girl. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point. Um, so Sorry, I was going to also add something oh, yeah, go on, as well to that. Just off the back of what Jennifer was saying, in terms of our friendship group, because um, we're from the same friendship group, is that we're all completely doing different things. Um, like None of us are doing the same things. So in that respect, our version of success is going to be completely different to I guess what you know if we were doing the same thing and yes okay we've gone to the same secondary school and you know we've gone to the same sixth form so at that stage all of our successes are pretty much the same but now obviously since uni where we've divided and gone our own separate ways in terms of different careers and interests our successes come in different amounts in different quantities in different ways so it's kind of like it's almost like to a certain extent we can't compare it because it's just so different and I kind of like that um obviously there is going to be you know naturally because it's a human thing of competition but it's like we're all in our different lanes and we all have our different things going and you know we just have different ways of you know showing our successes yeah that's so true and it really just goes back to the point where you know how people say comparison is the thief of joy and it really is because we do not have the same path like we don't and I really resonate with that Bumi about the fact that our successes are so different because it's true some of us are creative some of us are um, more entrepreneurial some of us are more corporate you know so it's it's almost it doesn't actually make sense to compare your journey to someone else's um, I do, I do think so. That um, if if we're going to be one hundred percent honest and vulnerable, I think this our our generation, there are a lot of we have a lot of things in common. Um, I think social media has a massive part to play in it because many depict a certain type of um, lifestyle on social media, and um, a lot of you know let's just use an example youtubers like if you're a youtuber in here if you're on youtube like that's something that a lot of people want to do like a lot of people a lot of people want to monetize from youtube a lot of people want to monetize and have like you know um sponsored ads on instagram and etc everyone not everyone but i'm just you know i'm generalizing but many people want to build and have a personal brand that's one thing that i feel like people have in common so even if 
you have some sort of career and it's very different to your the girl next door and the girl across the road. Um, many just want that personal brand. Many want to be known for something. And so I do feel like where the comparison comes in, even though um, careers and paths may differ so much, where the comparison comes in is how quickly they're progressing, how they're being um, applauded and how they're being acknowledged by people, especially on social media or on digital platforms, if that makes sense. So can I ask you guys a question from like another perspective? Yeah. um, I guess obviously we're talking about uh, friends who want to like start will cause trouble because their friend is doing better than them. How about in the situations where um, you are supposedly the friend that's doing better and you feel the need to drop your friend who's not doing as well as you? Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Oh, what's the reason you're dropping them though? Because they're not doing better than you? Because they're just not doing as well as you or you feel like... Because I always see this rhetoric um, kind of being regurgitated on Twitter where they like people are like, oh, well, you need to kind of surround yourself with people who are on your level. And um, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room and all that kind of stuff. That's nonsense. Like, that's, that's not nonsense. And I'm Charlie and Jennifer, you could definitely give... Because you may have different perspectives from me. But I was having this very same thought today when, when I was thinking about the topic. I genuinely believe that you, in order to have a balanced view of the world, um, in order to not become so conceited or the opposite, not feel intimidated by certain groups of people or, you know, I think being secure in yourself has a lot to do with it. But I feel like you should surround yourself with all types of people. I feel like if you only have people who are like, let's say, I I don't like this doing better than you, but this quote unquote doing better than you, I feel like that's an imbalance and if you only have people who are quote-unquote not doing better than you that's an imbalance so like with my friendship groups we have all sorts we have people who are far off in their careers and people who are just starting in their careers and I think that's that's you know for me that's the importance of staying and being grounded um so for me it's not just about only having only surrounding yourself with people who are you know on the Forbes 30 under 30 list it's that's just not what it's all about um, I think in the real world, we should surround ourselves with all types of people. I think when it comes to people who are not doing better than us, quote unquote, it just depends on their attitude. It depends on who they are. But for me, as long as you have great character and you, we are both serving and giving something towards this friendship, I don't care where you're at in life. Like, that's not, that's not a big deal to me. But I don't know about you guys, Shadi and Jennifer. Yeah, so for me, um, I... I... I actually understand um, when people say, you know, if you're the smartest one in the room, then you're in the wrong room. I think, but I think it depends on how you're looking at it and the angle you you take that statement in. Because I think what, okay, well, what that statement means to me is that I should always feel inspired by those around me. And I agree with that. I do feel like I should feel inspired by those around me. Um, I disagree with people dropping their friends though, because they, you know, seemingly... And, and you know quote unquote about doing better than them or whatever but I do think it's also important it's hard because I, I think it's also important to not um to not have people that I guess hold you back if that makes sense and I'm using that term very mm. loosely because that can be perceived wrong um you know I, I do think you get to a certain stage in life where you will perhaps progress in your respective field quicker than your friends and it happens naturally because we're all on different paths, like I said before. Um, you know, like I have a couple of friends who started their their 
it, businesses or platforms or projects, whatever, after me, but they've got way more followers. But that doesn't affect them because they're in completely different fields. And am am I? And and should they then say, oh, they're going to drop me because now they're doing better than me? You know. So I think we need to be really careful um, with that narrative. But I also think it's important to surround yourself with people that you're inspired by, um, people that are doing better than you, supposedly people that are you know where you want to get to. I think it's it's important to have that balance. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. I don't know what you think, Jen, or anyone else on stage, or even if you're in the audience, if you have something that you kind of want to contribute to that point, then yeah, raise your hand and you can come on stage and give your thoughts. I think Prenny has something. Yeah, I think like there's evolution in all things. And as we grow and we change, we're not going to be friends with everyone forever, right? Um, I think there's a difference between like consciously deciding that, oh, I don't want to be with friends with this person because they're not on my level versus actually just outgrowing them. And maybe your interests are no longer aligned because you're in a different space, but it wasn't this necessarily it. like a conscious decision. So I kind of see, I see both sides of it. Um, in addition, I guess success looks very different in different industries that was kind of touched upon. So it, it's all, it's all pretty, pretty relative, I would say. Um, the question is whether whether you want to surround yourself with people that are doing great or actually you want to surround yourself with people that are ambitious because you could have somebody who, you know, they've been in the same role for 10 years, but actually they're doing amazing in their field. But to somebody else looking from the outside, it looks as though, oh, they're not hustling or they're not pushing or they're not, do you know what I mean? Um, so I think it's pretty circumstantial, the view you're taking hundred because I was I was going to say I have friends who are like just starting out in certain things they're not as like secure they don't have both feet on the ground regarding even figuring out what they want to do what kind of career path they want to go into but they inspire me in other ways that actually can streamline and con like translate into the way I handle my business so I think that obviously there's a certain type of you know people who we, we're automatically inspired by people who are again, like I said, on Forbes 30 under 30 and achieving all of these great things. But I think that we sometimes automatically dismiss people who are, you know, quote unquote behind us, when in ways the people that are in my life that are quote unquote behind me, they inspire me too. Um, but I think we we don't even look back to see if they, because for us it's like, well, no, we don't want to be in that position. But just in the way they conduct themselves, even the way they conduct their business, there's things that I learned from my friends who have just started businesses, businesses that, you know, I haven't learned from people who have been in business for 10 years. So I think it's all about perspective. Um, and obviously, I think, you know, like I said, there are people who have been in certain positions for years or are progressing in their career that we're automatically going to just be inspired by because of where they are, what, like who they are and where they are. But I think we don't, I don't want us to miss um, those small nuggets that we can get from people who are beside us and quote unquote behind us as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was even going to say, like, um, just piggybacking off what you're saying, Bianca, I think two things to highlight is that one, there are at least like nine different types of intelligences, and anyone can be um, more or less advanced in any one of those nine areas. When you think about how different everyone is and all the different skills and talents and stuff we all bring to the table I feel like you there's I feel like there's always something you can learn from someone and then secondly to follow that success can look different to everyone so I know like we're focusing mainly on career success 
But if you want to broaden it out a little bit, there's community success, there's um, family success, there's physical success. There are so many different ways that you can gauge that um, before kind of comparing yourself to somebody else based on one aspect. So I think both for the person that maybe will feel a type of way and feel threatened by someone doing better, um, in that situation, you might want to look at yourself also and look at the ways in which you're very successful, even if it's not monetary and even if it's not economic, there's still other things that you can say, or hopefully there are other things you can say you're doing really well in, and that's equally important. Definitely. Sorry, Charlotte, I just want to say quickly before we move, just want to say, guys, for the new listeners, this is going to be, this is a recorded podcast episode. So just bear that in mind when you do um, come to the stage that this is going to be on our podcast, She's in a Pod, and it will be um, an episode. So yeah, yeah, Shade, your your turn. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Before I say my point, actually, Maria Tosin has joined. So Maria, did you want to contribute um, and or ask a question? Um, yes, I did. Hi, everyone. Um, hope you're all doing good. Hi. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to um, reply to Whitney because when I was 25, 26, I decided to change careers and start from scratch. I was really struggling in the field that I was in, like education-wise, career-wise. I just wasn't enjoying it. And I think it would have been so mad if all my friends who are high flyers in all their careers had dropped me out at the time I wouldn't have had the support system that I need to basically start over and I would have felt so isolated and it would have had a a horrible effect on my self-esteem like I literally would have felt so down and so alone and I wouldn't have been able to reach out for support with you know filling in applications and networking events and all those kinds of things so I just think once you start to feel like, you know, maybe you can't be friends with people because they're doing better than you. And like in the inverse, like imagine if I, if I had felt that I couldn't be friends with them anymore because I didn't fit into where they were at that stage of their lives. I would have missed out on so many things like like my friends. I can just call them at any point and be like, hey, so I've. I'm starting to navigate the corporate world and I know some of you guys have been here for a period of time how do I do xyz or what does xyz mean like I wouldn't have been able to just reach out and ask for help and and you know have that support where needed and if I'd had an inferiority complex because that's what this sounds like like we can't be friends if you're doing better than me I would have I wouldn't have um, done so well in my first year especially um, starting my new career and going through all of the motions, transitioning from something that was not very corporate related into fitting into, you know, shiny suit <laughs> um, world. It was very, very different experience for me. And because I had my friends to lean on, I definitely felt like I was thriving more than surviving. So I just wanted to add that. That's amazing, um, Maria. And I, like what you said has really stuck with me because I've just almost had this this light bulb moment where I've just thought about how fickle life is. And even though you were 25, 26, which is considerably young at the time, I always think about the fact that everything that we attain in life, you know, career, money, et cetera, like all of these things are fickle. And at any moment in life, in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you could you could have to start from scratch. And I think, um, so, you know, from that perspective, and I've seen that, you know, I mean, I've seen it in people I know, 
I've seen it in celebrities. I've seen that where people have had to, had to start from the bottom again. And so, and I, I can guarantee, you know, I've heard stories of people losing friends because they have, they, they, they've taken literally 50 steps back to, um, you know, to swear one. And so when I think of it from your perspective, Maria, I think that is quite harsh for people to, you know, just say, well, you're not doing better than me. You're here and I'm there. I, you know, it's, it, it's only up from here. I can't, I can't have you dragging me back. And like I said, it depends on the friendship. If there's other aspects of the friendship that are lacking, then yeah, let's reevaluate. Let's have that conversation. But I think solely basing um, whether you want to continue a relationship based off of how, quote unquote, well someone is doing, to me, that is just it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of it also comes down to image as well. I think in this whole social media um, generation where everyone wants to kind of be perceived as doing well by showing, you know, the company they work for and all of these, all of, all of these pressures coming from different angles. You have LinkedIn where everyone wants to show their latest achievements. Everyone is itching to share their latest bag that they just got, you know, on, on Instagram and all of this. I think that also contributes to why some people do want to just be associated with people that are supposedly on their level, quote unquote. Um, and that even ties ties back to the point I was even going to mention before Maria spoke. And thanks for that contribution, Maria. Um, and congrats on your, your new career venture. Um, do you think social media has tainted our definition of success? You know, do you feel like in our parents' generation, they, that success, do you, do you think that, you know, it, it was tied down to career and uh, money back then, just like it is now? Because I feel like, oh, okay, someone wants to speak. So, you know, I feel like now a lot of us tie down the whole success aspect to how much money I have, how many designer items I have, the kind of job level I'm at at a certain age. So what do you guys think about that? A hundred. Thanks, Leslie, for coming. Do you want to um, contribute? Did you want to ask a question? Yeah. Um, hi, hi, everyone. Um, my name's uh, Leslie. I just came in. Um, yeah, um, just to uh, go from that point where you were mentioning the parents, I can definitely relate to that because um, I don't know whoever's like African here. My parents are Nigerians while well, I'm Nigerian. And um, basically there's always this sort of like, a, a, I guess, stigma in terms of like, you know, what you're studying and things of that, things of that nature. So I guess, for, you know, in my experience, it's always been a, a whole, whole pull of pressure in terms of like, you know, what am I going to do in terms of like, what am I going to study or what am I going to do after college and things of that nature. So yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Yeah, thanks for that, Lizzie. Um, and I can hear that you're American. I actually have this thing for American accents, so I'm probably going to ask you to speak more. Really, um, sorry. <laughs> I really do have a thing for American accents, I cannot lie. Um, <laughs> but thanks for that, Leslie. Bianca, you were going to say something. Um, I was going to flip it the other side, and I was going to ask, because I, I know people like this that exist. Because, you know, we were talking about Sade, I think it was you that brought, oh, it was Whitney that spoke about, or Sade, one of you that spoke about, you know, um, surrounding yourself with people that are only you know doing better than you but I have seen circumstances where people surround themselves intentionally or subconsciously with people who are quote-unquote not doing better than them to to make them feel secure like they're the one that's doing the best in the group narcissist I don't <laughs> that logic at all yeah. 
a hundred. So I, I just wanted to like ask you guys what you thought of that, and if you know any circumstances or what your inter- interpretations of of that situation is, because that is very real. Like where you know they want to be the one that's doing the best. Um, they want to be the one that helps and the one that you know everyone says, "Oh, well done." Uh, you know, you're inspiring and this that, just to make them feel more secure about who they are, because obviously that comes from hella insecurities. So yeah, what does anyone get any interpretations of that or any thoughts on that? So I'm not trying to be a psychologist here and not trying to make any go on, diagnosis go on. <laughs> or anything. But yeah, if you look at the typical um, symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder, one of the things that they mention is kind of this deep-seated insecurity um, and fear of not being enough, not being good enough. And obviously, this isn't to say that everyone that engages in that behavior probably has NPD, but I think it stems from the same roots in that there's just such an insecure sense of self to the extent where they they need that validation and they need that reassurance constantly to feel, um, I really would say to feel good about themselves because they don't, but at least to function if you get what I mean, um, they yeah. literally need people to tell them that they're enough because they just don't believe it in themselves. Also, what's the easiest way to do that? Surround yourself with people who you feel aren't as intelligent as you or who don't know as much as you. Um, surround yourself with people who you always basically have the upper hand with. And perfect solution. You're basically the best of the group at all times. And I think, yeah. do you know what's I, funny? Yeah, go on. So I was just going to say, even, um, I know like, definitely career-wise this happens but I've, I've even noticed it with people in terms of um looks as well um so physical oh, attractiveness definitely. like I've always <laughs> yeah I've seen a lot of Three. people that will potentially yeah. have friends so that they could be the most attractive one and get picked up whenever they go out a hundred a hundred like I've, I've seen it I've seen it but I actually wanted to share a story because I I brought that up because recently I actually had a conversation with a friend so my friend um, one of my friends, he, like, he does really, really well in his career. And um, he he gave me a call and he basically, years ago, we had met this young man who was, you know, kind of like saw, the young man kind of saw my friend as like a, this inspiration, like this big person. And, um, you know, he would like, hang out, kind of like a mental kind of vibe. And so I got a call from this friend and he was basically telling me that he met up with this young man just randomly and he was telling him how he built an app and the app got bought out for like 25 million and like he's in lives in London now he's just in this like penthouse crazy penthouse in London like he's from Ireland he moved to London like this really big company they hired him to do like he does he works in tech and stuff like that and um I could hear it in my friend's voice like the kind of like oh like I'm happy that it happened but and I said to him, is this, do you feel like a part of where this is coming from is the fact that, like, he's surpassed you in some sort of way, like, financially, career-wise. And he had to stop for a second. I know he won't mind me sharing the story, so it's fine. But he had to stop for a second. And he was like, do you know what? I actually think it is. And I feel like a lot of us subconsciously have have that um, that small part in us where we are... <sighs> It's hard because I feel like simultaneously, it doesn't mean we're not happy for the person, but I think sometimes we want it for ourselves so much that that sometimes can override um, our expression of like happiness towards like in regards to how well that person has done. Um, And so I wanted to like, I want to open the floor because I feel like as much as we're talking about people on the other side, we need to kind of like talk about 
our own experiences um, and mistakes we've made. Um, so to anyone on the floor, have you been in that circumstance before where someone has kind of like achieved something and you're like, oh, okay, I'm happy for you, but oh, okay, if that makes sense. <laughs> I definitely have. <laughs> um, so like I alluded to before, um, obviously with the podcast, we started about two years ago um, and one of my friends, started a business well not really a business a platform on Instagram should I say um I won't go into specifics but yeah and she was kind of sharing that idea with me you know and I pushed her to do it and I was like yes do this you know you have a passion for this do it I think you'll do really well in it um and she was even asking me for social media tips and all of that and um I gave it to her and she started and she only started this year and is already like almost on 3k followers and at first I was just like oh wow okay um <laughs> this is interesting you know because I just thought how come we're not on that we've been around for so much longer but what I had to tell myself is that <clears throat> we're in completely two different industries two different target audiences two different um two different methods as well of how we are interacting on socials um so so that kind of brought me back to my senses in that you know I I just have to tell myself I'm not supposed to be comparing myself in fact I should even be happy for her um so yeah I've definitely <laughs> been in that situation where you kind of just feel like hmm how did they achieve that and I haven't I think we all kind of fall into that trap sometimes because we are human um but yeah that's just an example a recent example that I can think of not sure if anyone else has any thoughts on that um I think that like, for me um uh, definitely my career but I just want to like maybe focus on the social media part. Like I have definitely muted people, not just be- not because I don't like them or I'm not happy for them, but because they've done so well in an area that I also want to do well. Sometimes it can be triggering if I'm honest with you, where it's like it's, well, I'm constantly the unfollow button is free. Like I tell people all the time, if you need to unfollow people. Just to make us like it's it's a lot. Like just do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I don't want to unfollow them. I'm still happy for them. But I think okay. So does it depend on who the person is? Because for me, I've done it where like I don't know the person personally, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just unfollow you because right now I need to be in a more secure place to be able to follow you. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 But I think yeah, for me, it's just I I just mute them for a while just because I see that I see it all the time. But I don't know. I think I'm trying to get better at it. But I think. It's not it's not coming from a place from a place where I'm not happy for them, but it's just coming from a place where I'm maybe insecure in myself and I'm thinking, oh, I should be there, I should be getting more recognition for this, or how come they're doing so well when in actual fact, maybe I should use this as an opportunity to speak with them more, ask them questions about how they got there. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to share that. I don't know if anyone's experienced the same thing. I actually no, I've done... sorry, but me you go. Sorry. Um, no, I can relate as well because when I had just started my bar course and my TL and my LinkedIn was pretty much everyone that was doing law, um, that was doing the bar course or had been successful at it and got people agent stuff. And at one point it was very um, anxiety inducing, like it got me very worried, like maybe I wasn't doing enough or would I ever reach to that point? And I have mute I did mute a couple of people not on follow um but just simply on, on um, mute them because 
for me, like that's what helps me cope with what I'm dealing with and makes me focus um, on terms of where I need to get. And when I reach that place, I can then unmute them and connect with them. I've even at certain points um, deleted my LinkedIn app away from my phone because sometimes I'll get notifications of, oh, this post person's posted this or congratulate that person. It's like, I don't, for me, Yes, it's good and congratulations to them. But for me, it doesn't help me because all it just does, it gets me worried about I'm not doing enough sort of thing. So I can definitely relate to that. Definitely. Prinny, you wanted to say something? Yeah, Yeah, I just wanted to ask a question because there's a lot of parallels in the experiences you guys are sharing. And I guess it's a general question to everyone and to myself. Like, do we struggle to ask people for help or advice when we feel as though they may be doing better than us. So in the example that for me, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, like the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And when you're not feeling sharp, it's best to ask someone who's doing better than you because there's no other way to grow. But I think the majority do struggle with asking for help though. Definitely. I I I think that's it. And I I think it's a pride thing. I definitely think it's a pride thing because if someone is doing quote unquote better than you, I think there's a perception from the person or the people who are behind um, that they want to give to the people who are in front of them that you know what they're also coming up and they're doing well. And so I think it, it can be a pride thing of asking for not asking for help. But I think what you're saying, Maria, I think I agree with it. I just wish more people had that idea and that, that you know just that belief that you know what there's no harm in asking for anything. And to be honest. If someone is genuine and if someone doesn't is not holding the fact that they're more quote unquote successful than you as a part of the the friendship, to me, if they're genuine and authentic, you should have no problem asking them questions because they they're going to want to help you like genuinely. So yeah, definitely. But Leslie, you wanted to say something. I'm not sure. Um, for me, um, I have no trouble like doing that whatsoever. Um, like usually when I look at like you know Instagram posts and when you look at Twitter when you look at or, or, or LinkedIn or any other sort of site, um, for me, it's sort of like inspirational, especially if I know the person, right? So I'm going to go to the DM. I'm be like, yo, how did you get to the bag? Just to, honestly, just to learn it, just to be a sponge. And we do this every day at work, to be honest. So I sort of compare it to like work. Um, if I know a successful person in the office and I'm asking him or her, um, you know, how did you get to this particular position? I'm definitely going to arrange a meeting. I'm definitely going to arrange a meeting for lunch or for coffee to discuss with this person. And that's the same way I, I look at it in terms of like social media, whether if you're going to be on Twitter or Facebook or, or IG, you're going to hit up that person and be like, hey, can we talk? Can we try to find some ways uh, for you to give me advice on how I can move forward? So that's just the way I look at it every day at the work office. Yeah, I have to um, agree. Um, for me, I, I have no issue asking for help. And I think it's because I'm, I love learning anyway. So sometimes I even feel like, oh, am I even asking for too much? But I, I am an advocate for developing yourself. So I will always reach out. Yes, there definitely sometimes will be a pride aspect of it, especially when it's someone, you know, um, someone that you even perhaps started before, <laughs> but they're seemingly, they've overtaken you. Um, but but I ask, I really do ask because I just feel like there's always something to learn. Um, we, we need to drop our pride. I think it it can be difficult and it's a lot easier said than done. But I just think 
if you want to progress, you really just have to let go of that pride, you know. You really do. And just ask. Like, we, we, we're all trying to win. We are all trying to win. So, yeah. that's the mentality you, I have anyway. Mm. Um, just to kind of share my like my kind of journey with it I've been in a position where I've been like releasing creative projects and stuff like that for a long time now initially I didn't really take it seriously and I was just kind of like just throwing stuff out because I just love to make stuff and um over the last few years I've been trying to take it a bit more seriously and putting the time and effort in and I'll do all of these things like um going to the people that I felt were quote unquote better than me or more experienced or more qualified and kind of seeking advice on what to do kind of learning the tips and tricks and stuff like that but two things that I think I kind of concluded for myself anyway was that um, number one sometimes just because someone looks like they're doing better than you doesn't mean that they're actually bringing to the table more than what you're doing or they're necessarily doing anything more than what you're already doing I know there were times where I would like I felt that I was putting in a lot of work and my like what I was producing was high quality but I still just wasn't getting any traction on social media so it got to a point where I was just thinking right like what is it like is it me so I'm speaking to people and they're basically saying yes networking is talking to people and that kind of stuff so I'm like okay yeah let me do that so I'm dealing with this stuff and at the end of the day Number one, it just didn't feel genuine to me because it's like I'm just trying to force friendships with people to just get them to support my staff. And number two, I just felt, okay, maybe that's that works for you. Maybe that's because of the kind of personality you have that that's successful for you, but it's not applying to me. Um, so I guess all of this is to say that um, I've really struggled with that idea of um, asking for help because when I have it, it hasn't necessarily yielded the results that I want. And I have really struggled with watching other people who I feel are kind of implementing the same things that I'm doing, um, if not me taking it and refining it, if I can say so myself, and yet still not getting the same results. Um, so it's been like a, I'll mute them, as you guys have also said, or like just get my space or whatever to just focus on what I want to do because it can be disheartening like you're seeing people doing the same things you're doing um, and you feel that yeah you are levels but they're winning and you're not and you you seem to have the tips and tricks and they're still not doing anything I I oh. sorry yeah no go on Leslie go on Leslie yeah, I guess for one thing I can say um, I guess for one thing I can say sorry um, is that um one of the things that I try to do is that I try not to look at people at my own age age range or at my own level. One of the things that I do is that sometimes I'm on LinkedIn and sometimes I hit up alum that graduated from my university. And I try to basically talk to them, um, those who are in higher levels, whether it's like partners or directors or, or things of that nature. And I'll just try to hit them up and I'll be like, yo, how did you get to this particular level? What can I do in order to reach your level? And one of the things I always notice is that alum is always down to help other fellow um, other fellow alum that graduate from your school. And that's one of the things that, that I do. And I think, um, you know, um, to uh, Whitney's point, I think that's something that you should try as well. Um, I've had, a, you know, many benefits reaching out to um, previous alum that graduated from my school who are way older than me. And I'm talking like people that graduated from like class of 1980 or something. So um, that can be a huge help as well. Definitely. I think Maria, you were going to say something. We're going to put a like gap in it, guys. So after Maria, I'll go. But yeah, Maria, quickly go. 
and then um yeah I'll talk. Um, I just wanted to add uh, with regards to asking for help. I wasn't always like this, and I if I said that I was, I would be lying. Like I had serious issues with self esteem, um, insecurities, whatever you whatever you can think of. I, I had it, <laughs> and it was a real struggle, even to the point where um, I remember there was a period of time where I wouldn't go out with my friends um, because I was so insecure about how I looked, how I felt when I was out, um, what I was wearing, how my clothes fit. Like I had some body image issues and like they ooze this confidence so much that, you know, they always say that when you, when you look your, when you are your most confident, you look sexy. And to the point where I would be like, I'm like, my friends are buff, but like, am I the ugly one in the group? Like guys are talking to them, like what's going on? And I just stopped going out with them because it was just making me so anxious and it was just making me feel like so less than, and they weren't even doing anything to make me feel like that. And in order to avoid resenting them for something that they had no control over whatsoever, I just, I decided to take some time out, address issues and even speak to them about it. Like, look, maybe I need help with this. Okay. You do your hair this way. Can you help me with this? Um, you do your makeup like this. What products are you using? And eventually I had to even work on my self-confidence and go to therapy. Like I'm an advocate for going to therapy when things aren't clicking the way they're supposed to. And like with regards to the social media thing, you start comparing yourself to people and you will feel like you're so far behind. But they always say that social media is everyone highlight reel. Like they're not going to show you the times where they're feeling and looking the dustiest. They're not going to show you the time where you know, they went for a job and they didn't get it. So you just have to be kind to yourself. Um, and we've got, with regards to asking for help, ask the people closest to you first and foremost, if you can, for their criticism or their advice before you ask people like outside of your circle because they, I made that mistake once and they may not be as kind to you in that moment as you would need. Amazing, Maria. Like, thank you so much. And I think that was such a good point to like put a pin in. We're going to continue this conversation, but we're ending the actual recording. So for everyone that was involved and that's been on stage, thank you so much. Um, because the recording is going to finish now. Um, and you guys, we will let you know the episode should be out on the 21st. So make sure you follow us on um like Spotify or or um Apple Podcast at She's in a Pod and you'll find us there. Um, so thank you so much. Jennifer and Charlotte, do you want to say anything before Brent stops the recording? Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your stories. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation and even after the recording, we can still carry on the conversation. So 100%. You subscribe to us. She's in a Pod. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.